Hello everyone, Justin Vakula here with another episode of my Stoic Philosophy series. Today's episode is titled Suicide, Finding the Will to Live. Visit my website at justinvakula.com where you can find links to my social portals including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and see past Stoic Philosophy content on YouTube, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. My Stoic Philosophy series explores the tradition of Stoicism with goals to inform, empower, and help others benefit from practical wisdom of ancient Greek, Roman, and modern thinkers, including Epictetus, Marcus Aurelius, and Seneca. For the Stoics, a main focus is pursuing virtue to attain a well-examined life through practical applications of philosophy, acting with good character, using reason to form accurate, careful judgments about the world, and achieving contentment. Stoic writers focus on many perennial human concerns and urge people to take action, applying what they learn to everyday life. Self-improvement, strengthening and improving one's mindset and life, is central to Stoic thought. What should a proper response be to existing in a world which contains innumerable amounts of suffering, including hardship, loss, and disappointment? Should one commit suicide to escape from significant disturbances to everyday living? I'll explore passages in Seneca's Letters from a Stoic relating to the topic of suicide, which can encourage people to find the will to live by working to improve, by taking action, enduring suffering, having a sense of gratitude, having hope for the future, reflecting on past accomplishments, accepting elements of chance and inevitability in life, being mindful of thoughts and emotions to have insight motivated toward change, preparing for hardships, being strong and brave, considering the impact suicide can have on others, and finding meaning in life. A common theme in Seneca's work is to take action to get oneself in order, to not significantly postpone or procrastinate, ignoring that which can be remedied lest the problem get worse and overwhelming. Stoic writers, although they acknowledge personal change can be difficult and significant change may not happen in a short period of time, are optimistic about individuals' capacity, perhaps aided with the help of others, to improve. In the case of suicide, it's important to note that if one has significant thoughts about suicide and or has attempted suicide, the help is available. We can take action by seeking counseling services, calling the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, seeking information online, talking with others, and working to improve the current situation. Seneca writes in his letter titled, On the Futility of Planning Ahead. Let us postpone nothing. Let us balance life's account every day. The greatest flaw in life is that it is always imperfect, and that a certain part of it is postponed. That life is imperfect. This is something we ought to come to terms with. We do not live in utopia, after all. And although there are some elements of life we might not like, we must not forget positive elements. Seneca talks about life being a journey, that there will be inevitable mishaps along the way, but we can work to recalibrate ourselves even if straying from a positive path. Seneca talks about having a sense of gratitude in his letter titled On Consolation to the Bereaved. He writes, Many men fail to count up how manifold their gains have been, how great their rejoicings. In this particular passage, Seneca addresses someone who lost a friend, noting that there have been many good things about the friendship, memories that can live on, and that we should be grateful for past gains. We can be grateful, too, for positives in the present, looking at the whole picture rather than just focusing on some concerns. Perhaps we can look at our own lives as Seneca looks at the situation of the mourner. Well, although some things have changed, there may be despair now, we can note the positives from the past and present. Seneca writes, People set a narrow limit to their enjoyments if they take pleasure only in the present. Both the future and the past serve for our delight. The future indeed can serve for our delight and contain some hope. Seneca, in his letter on the futility of planning ahead, talks about how the future, especially the far future, is uncertain. Perhaps we may think that our lives may be horrible at the moment, and there is no hope for change or reason for optimism, but this cannot be the case. 
There can be change in hope, a better station of life in coming years, weeks, or even days. Perhaps there are times, too, earlier in our lives in which we faced significant despair, but we overcame suffering and had new opportunities and new hope, even though we thought our struggle was hopeless, that we can never recover. Although we might believe there is no hope for change, we should really challenge this line of thought, given the uncertainty of the future and past examples of overcoming difficult times. Seneca writes, For what disturbance can result from the changes and the instability of chance, if you are sure in the face of that which is unsure? Simply put, we can't be certain of a bleak future when the future is so uncertain and out of our grasp. While working to improve the self, one can embrace a sense of radical acceptance and mindfulness, to accept that which has happened in the past knowing we can't change it, accept what emotions and thoughts we are feeling, and experiencing in the present while being aware of them. Perhaps, too, we can learn from the past to have a better future. Without awareness and deliberation, we may become simply reactive, impulsive, and not seek to improve ourselves or seek help from others. Rather than simply complaining or lamenting, especially about things we cannot change or have little to no control over, we can accept and work how to better react to events which may be associated with suicidal thoughts. This acceptance, we ought not deny our emotions or try to be emotionless, but rather analyze our thoughts and work to respond more appropriately, more productively, to our woes in life, instead of catastrophizing and compounding our troubles. We can accept what we are thinking and feeling. Seneca writes in his letter titled, On Consolation to the Bereaved, addressing a mourner, Tears fall, no matter how we try to check them, and by being shed, they ease the soul. What then shall we do? Let us allow them to fall, but let us not command them to do so. Let us according as emotion floods our eyes, but not as mere imitation shall demand. Let us, indeed, add nothing to natural grief, nor augment it by following the examples of others. It's possible to extend our sense of suffering, to add to our despair, but surely this is not a helpful direction to move toward. Question why you might be feeling what you are feeling, and work to improve yourself. After all, different people respond differently to different events, so it's surely not the event or the thought itself which causes the feeling, but rather one's response to the event. It's in our power, the Stokes would say, to alter our judgments, our impressions, the way we think about things. This acceptance, also extending especially to that which is outside of our control, and things bound to happen, parts of life, Seneca writes, Accept in an unruffled spirit that which is inevitable. This noble and difficult goal is surely one which can help us bear hardships. This unruffled spirit, bearing suffering and prevailing, is discussed in Seneca's letter titled On the Fickleness of Fortune, in which he repeats themes of uncertainty toward the future, anticipating hardships, and thoughts about having a strong, resilient character. He writes several inspirational lines, models of the Stoic sage we can strive for. A bad man makes everything bad, even things which would come with the appearance of what is best. Again, notice here this theme of not creating problems for ourselves. Seneca continues, But the upright and honest man corrects the wrongs for fortune and softens hardship and bitterness because he knows how to endure them. He likewise accepts prosperity with appreciation and moderation and stands up against trouble with steadiness and courage. Again, we see themes of gratitude, acceptance, and careful behavior in this passage. How might we soften hardship, as Seneca writes? Surely his letter titled On Facing Hardships is a good starting point with which to gain perspective. Seneca talks more about inevitability in life and acceptance. He casts life as a journey and a battle, which includes some struggle, we should even embrace in some cases. We can't have life in a cafe, he writes. We can't have life without struggle and shouldn't prefer it. But we can work to mitigate our despair, our worries, our suffering. There can be heroism and bravery, even in overcoming adversity. Here are some passages from Seneca, writing to his friend Lucilius. 
I shall pay up all my taxes willingly. Now, all the things which cause us to groan or recoil are part of the tax of life, things, my dear Lucilius, which you should never hope and never seek to escape. A long life includes all these troubles, just as a long journey includes dust and mud and rain. And life, Lucilius, is really a battle. For this reason, those who are tossed about at sea, who proceed uphill and downhill over toilsome crags and heights, who go on campaigns that bring the greatest danger, are heroes and front-rank fighters, but persons who live in rotten luxury and ease while others toil are mere turtle doves safe only because men despise them. So, life will contain hardships, one might say, but how can we cope with those which spring about on us without warning? We can suddenly be devastated, perhaps sudden unexpected events, those we didn't prepare for, are linked to thoughts about suicide, maybe a death of a loved one, a dissolution of a relationship, past trauma, reactions to an event. Well, past is past, and things outside of our control have happened. Perhaps, though, we can better prepare for the future in realizing chance can take its toll for the worst. We can learn lessons from the past and work to rebuild, to strengthen ourselves. Seneca wrote a letter titled, A Lesson to be Drawn from the Burning of Lions, in which he discusses a sudden fire which devastated an entire peaceful, prosperous, and beautiful colony. There is no warning or opportunity to stop the fire, whereas in other cases, fires have only damaged parts of valued places, and people could have prevented destruction. Seneca writes, It is the unexpected that puts the heaviest load upon us. Strangeness adds to the weight of calamities, and every mortal feels the greater pain as a result, which also brings surprise. Therefore, nothing ought to be unexpected by us. Our minds should be sent forward in advance to meet all problems, and we should consider not what is wont to happen, but what can happen. Surely being prepared will help us deal with hardships, not if they arrive, but when they arrive. We shouldn't have extreme anxiety about the future, especially thinking our present despair will last forever and even get worse, as I discussed earlier, but rather accept, anticipate, and better cope. After all, Seneca writes, hardship can emerge at any time. All are afflicted. No time is exempt. In the midst of our very pleasures, there spring up causes of suffering. War arises in the midst of peace, and that which we depended on for protection is transformed into a cause of fear. Friend becomes enemy, ally becomes foeman. The summer calm is stirred into sudden storms, wilder than the storms of winter. Life in calm is fragile, Seneca calls to our attention, but we can work to keep ourselves together and have a steadfast mind which will allow us to weather the storms of life. Another quote on this line of thought, this accepting and preparing for an uncertain life and an uncertain future is found in Seneca's letter titled On Liberal and Vocational Studies. Seneca writes, I, for my part, do not know what is to be, but I do know what may come to be. I shall have no misgivings in the matter. I await the future in its entirety, and if there is any abatement in its severity, I make the most of it. We accept life. Although it has many positive elements, it will have elements we do not like. We can respond by being brave. Seneca writes about bravery in his letter titled On the Natural Fear of Death. He writes, How can brave endurance of death be anything else than glorious and fit to rank among the greatest accomplishments of the human mind? He also writes, When truth is at stake, we must act more frankly, and when fear is to be combated, we must act more bravely. On Seneca's view, it can even be an act of bravery just to live, Although, of course, we should work toward not just any life, but rather strive for a fulfilled life, Seneca mentions throughout his letters with his focus on the quality of life. We can think, too, about how others would mourn our tragic loss of life should we commit suicide. Seneca writes in his letter titled, On the Healing Power of the Mind, talking about enduring an illness in his younger years. 
I have often entertained the impulse of ending my life, then and there, but the thought of my kind old father kept me back, for I reflected not how bravely I had the power to die, but how little power he had to bear bravely the loss of me. And so I commanded myself to live, for sometimes it is an act of bravery even to live. Shall we endure suffering, even if we accept it as inevitable, something outside of our control, and even if we can better respond to events so we don't plunge into utter hopeless despair? Is it worth the hassle? I spoke about having gratitude for the positives in life, but what about finding meaning? Surely this can be an antidote to despair. Perhaps we can find meaning in helping others, bringing a smile to others' faces, helping others to find joy in life through evaluating our own skills and talents, asking ourselves what roles we can play in life, how we can manifest virtue and contribute to society. Seneca writes about helping others in his letter titled On the Usefulness of Basic Principles. What a little thing it is, not to harm one who you ought to help. It is indeed worthy of great praise, when man treats man with kindness. Let our hands be ready for all that needs to be helped. Let this verse be in your heart and on your lips. I am a man, and nothing in a man's lot do I seem foreign to me. Let us possess all things in common, for birth is ours in common. Our relations with one another are like a stone arch, which would collapse if the stones did not mutually support each other, and which is upheld in this very way. Perhaps you can find motivation for living in recognizing your kinship with others, and not only making their lives more tolerable, more fulfilled, but also improving yourself in the process, for benefiting others is a type of reward. As Seneca writes in his letter titled On Benefits, There is not a man who, when he has benefited his neighbor, has not benefited himself. The wages of a good deed is to have done it. Maybe through your chosen profession, volunteering, even talking to friends or family in need, even in difficult personal circumstances, there can be a light in the darkness, reasons to live and find meaning. Maybe balance in life, not putting all of your time and effort into one thing or one person, depending on that for your happiness, but rather depending on yourself, working toward contentment and appreciating the help of others. Multiple people and things can offer us benefits. Maybe some leisure can help. We can be entertained, entertain, and even learn in the process through engaging in a hobby, finding something new to do, exercising, playing a musical instrument, reading, watching television shows or movies. The possibilities are vast. To recap, we can find the will to live by working to improve ourselves by taking action, enduring suffering, having a sense of gratitude, having hope for the future, reflecting on past accomplishments, accepting elements of chance and inevitability in life, being mindful of thoughts and emotions, to have insight motivated toward change, preparing for hardships, being strong and brave, considering the impact suicide can have on others, and finding meaning in life. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more content. Visit my website at justinvacula.com where you can find links to my social portals, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and see past Stoic Philosophy content on YouTube, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Consider donating if you support my work and would like to see more, for this takes time, money, and effort to produce content. Have a great day.